You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the final episode of Mm. Star Wars, the Clone Wars, Victory and Death. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt, the Crankster Cranky. Yo, here it is, Mike. We made it again for the third time. Uh, (laughs) We're looking at a final. No, no. Just for the the third series finale. (laughs) Yeah, but this is it, though. I mean... I, I can't imagine them going backwards now. I mean, do, we'll talk about the ending, obviously, yeah. uh, later on. But, yeah, with this ending, and it's just a nice little bow. And this is it, though. Yeah, this is finally uh, what Dave Filoni wanted to have done. And he yeah. got it, and I'm glad for him and the team. But, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. But I guess before that, Mike, i tell you what. We're going to get to the news. And, and I'll just say, like, I don't know if there's ever been a week or a week and a half where I've seen so many um just like this is going on this is going on this not spoilers but um yeah uh leaks and and conjecture and and all this like whole i was i did i did a list mike of how many things that i saw today or the last week of what was supposed to be coming we're going to break down a few of them uh right here go ahead mike you got you want to start with the first one yeah, so uh, you guys will remember, uh, like a month ago, month, two months ago, uh, when when Clone Wars came back, there were all the rumors about Ahsoka Tano in uh, in The Mandalorian season two, and now joining her, we've got uh, again rumors because it right. hasn't been confirmed by Lucasfilm, it hasn't been confirmed by the actors, it hasn't been confirmed by anybody other than. It seems like all this stuff is coming from Peter Scaretta out of Slash Film. Um, I didn't track down where the Tamara Morrison one came from, but the Katie Sackhoff one came from Slash Film. Uh, but Tamara Morrison is is going to be in season two of The Mandalorian, apparently as Boba Fett, and Katie Sackhoff will be in as Bo-Katan. Hmm. I, here's... Two things, okay. Tamara Morrison being in season two of The Mandalorian, I totally believe. 
Katie Sackhoff being in it, I totally believe. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that these characters are going to show up. I mm-hmm. uh, I like I like I I think that the, these this is much more believable than Ahsoka. Um particularly like Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, all of that, right? Like that's all kind of like it's like the dream fan casting. It's all and and yeah. and then just silence for the last 2 months since that news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really. nothing yeah. from from anybody actually at Lucasfilm. Nothing, not even anything like coy, but uh, that said, like there's not really any opportunity because if they won't respond to comments via email or anything like that, it's not like you can catch them on a press line right now. But um, Tamura Morrison as Boba Fett, I think, is a bit of a leap to to just go ahead and say he's definitely playing Boba Fett um, because, as we know, there are hundreds of characters. <laughs> that he could be playing um in fact i mean he could even be playing Django again because the mandalorian is not a stranger to flashbacks in fact flashbacks were a very big part of the first season Mm -hmm. and i think it's entirely possible plausible and likely that what we're gonna see is bo-katan Possibly Rex or another clone trooper. Um, maybe Boba, but I just don't, I don't, I don't know that they're going to do that. Um, and Ahsoka, like, I think, I think all of this is going to be flashback stuff. Um, mm. Even Boba? Yeah, I think so. So, so you don't, obviously in the Mandalorian, when they show that yeah. one figure coming up to, uh, uh, is it Narshan or whatever her name was? Um, in the, in the show. Uh, Fennec, yeah. Fennec, Sean. Um, you don't think that was Boba? You think that was uh, do else? I, I maintain hope that that's Cad Bane. Um, oh, I think okay. That oh, would shoot. Be, yeah. That would be much more interesting. That would I be, love that. That would be, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, introducing the wider audience to the character of Cad Bane, I think, would be a really smart move. That I would, think they yeah, could do yeah. something really cool. Awesome. Yeah, with yeah. the animatronics or or digitally enhanced uh, performance of a character like Cad Bane, um, yeah, man, having having uh, uh, Corey Burton come in and do that voice again. I mean, like you're doing a western. You there isn't a character in Star Wars that is more western than Lee Van Cleef via Duros. <laughs> Yeah, all all wrapped into a a a nice tall blue package in in Cad Bane, Uh, and and maybe I'm just like that's just me being hopeful. I I think that it's still within the realm of possibility that that's Boba Fett. One of the articles that I read was like referred to the like Boba Fett's signature spurs, and I was like, what are you talking about? Right. Boba Fett has never had spurs. Like that. I think they mean the sound, right? That sound, but that sound effect has never been associated with Boba Fett, right? Well, like, the only the only time it has is the Empire Strikes Back, right? You remember when he walks into the dinner with with Vader and on Han Solo? Does he make That's, the spur sound though? Is it like a ting so, ting? He, there's like a an armor sound. It's 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 kind of hard. I mean, you really have to listen to pay attention because I yeah. remember listening to this. And there are there, there is similarities. Whether it's the exact same sound, I would have to go back and look at it again. 
but they're obviously making that connection. I, I think, or people are, you know, people are, um, I, as, a, as, as someone who's been, uh, commentating on star Wars for over a decade, I would never go to Boba Fett's quote signature spurs mm-hmm. as, as a way to describe Boba. Like mm-hmm. that's just not, that's just, there's a lot of things about Boba Fett that are signature. His spurs are not one of them. Um, yeah, I think that and that was probably the major one of the major things that people were in the conspiracy theory was that it was, yeah. you know, they heard the sound and obviously it was, it was pretty close. So that's where they made the connection. I was looking at the boots and the cape and I'm like, well, they don't necessarily look the same as their, you know, the Boba Fett costume, but it could have changed, you know, it could be dirty or whatever. So, yeah, I think that was the major thing though was the, the sound of the spurs. So take that for what you will. Did you know, did you hear about um, Tamaris Morrison also was rumored to be playing Rex in this series? Did you hear that one? Yeah. And that's what, like, okay. it's, this is just like the Ashley X, uh, sorry, the, the Ahsoka thing. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's, it's, there are too many rumors. There, it's <laughs> too much because <laughs> it's not, it's not that like, oh, people are hearing that Tamara Morrison's going to be in The Mandalorian. It's that's fine. That's and that's what we're reporting on is that Tamara Morrison is reportedly going to be in The Mandalorian in some capacity. And then it's like, just like, just like with the Ahsoka, and it's like, oh, she's get this is a backdoor pilot. She's going to get a spinoff. She's going to get her own series. This is going to be its own thing. Maybe they're going to make a movie. Maybe it's going to be this. It also means that Sabine's going to be in. It. It's like, settle down. The report, the original story was Slash Film is reporting Ahsoka Tano is going to be in it and she's going to be played by Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it Like, this is the same thing. It's like Tamara Morrison is reportedly going to be in it. It We don't need to then start spitballing what characters he could be playing because that's not news. That's speculation. Right. Mm -hmm. We can talk about it. We can have a conversation, but don't don't publish that story as if that's the story. You know what I mean? Because that's not the story. The story is is Tamara Morrison with Katie Sackhoff. It's a little bit more cut and dry. There's only one character that she could possibly be playing. It's 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 like, okay, yeah, she's going to be Bo-Katan, right? Um, Reprising her role. Finally playing it in live action, some might say. I. But yeah, like it's just kind of everybody's just going to wants to be all over the place with this stuff. And and the biggest thing is that so much of it is just clickbait. It's just Mm -hmm. clickbait. So it's like, well, this is really big news. So we got to get in on that with a scoop. So our scoop is that he's going to play Captain Rex. Mm -hmm. And and what where are you getting that? Oh, well, we just thought that that's probably what he's going to be playing. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. so that's not news then. That's just like you're. Could he like it's it's this is all just me picking at semantics, right? But it's like the 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 terminology should be could Tamara Morrison be playing Captain Rex? Should he play Captain Rex instead of Boba Fett, right? Like there, there's all sorts of stuff like that 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 would make more sense, but yeah, um, that was I mean, those are the two big ones, and then obviously you just mentioned it, Mike Sabine. That was another thing that started hitting Twitter was uh, this, this WWE star, wrestling star, uh, Sasha Banks, was 
uh, you know, said that she was going to be playing Sabine and she's going to show up in the series. And I think you made the joke, and I think it's been going around where everybody's like, okay, just tell us who's not going to be in the Mandalorian from the Clone Wars or, or the Rebels. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of one of those funny things where there's just so many things coming out. Um, look at my here's my list, Mike. I mean, we talked about Morrison, Sasha Banks, Anakin in the, in the Obi Wan series. I forgot to mention that last week. Yeah. That was a rumor. Robert yeah. Robert Rodriguez and Peyton Reed are directing the seasons a uh, couple episodes of Mandalorian. I think that's actually confirmed. That uh, is Robert Rodriguez that was confirmed, was confirmed right? a while ago, I think. But yeah. Peyton Reed is a new one. That's exciting. I'm I, yeah. I like Peyton Reed. He's a good director. So. Um, yeah, that's, definitely. That's good. Yeah, Ant-Man guy. So, yeah, and then we talked about, oh, Katie Sacco, we talked about her. Ahsoka, we talked about her. And then, then there was, again, here we go with the rumblings of the Boba Fett series with all this talk of Tim Morrison and this and that. And then all of a sudden now it's starting about, is there a Boba Fett series in the works with with Disney Plus? or So, man, man, hitting the, uh, like I said, this last week, they were hitting hard, man. Every seems like every day I was clicking on something like, oh, geez, what's this now? And obviously nothing is confirmed, I think, except for the the directors of The Mandalorian. So yeah. here's another thing. Like, I don't understand why, like, let's just say some of these, like the couple I think you were mentioned that are pretty reputable outlets, right? And it's like, how, who is leaking the information if these are true, like this is say the the boat, like I don't understand how this stuff is getting out. Post, it's all this is all the reason why it's happening now is because it's all post stuff, right? So everybody who's on that set, everybody mm-hmm. who uh, uh, oh true is, yeah. is associated yeah. with the actual like like production part of it, like the the when I say so, there's pre production, which is concept art, writing, uh, directing, etc., right? um set deck like set building like the like people come and do all that stuff and then there's there's the actual production where you're shooting the thing right so you're talking about like your cameraman and your your uh lighting grips etc right and then post-production which is generally editing and visual effects and then uh composing music Mm. that that editing it's not the editor (laughs) There's, I think there's probably one, uh, one editor with maybe an assistant or two on a series like this. I doubt yeah. that they have multiple editors. I've never really looked that hard at the, at the, uh, the, the credits, but, um, uh, and then, and then music, you've got Ludwig Gordonson. So, you know, he's not going to spoil anything. I don't think I, I, but in the middle there, you've got the VFX departments, uh, and, and those visual effects teams are very big. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. they're excessively sure. large. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking the, about hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you got if you've got hundreds of people and they're getting access to footage and stuff like that, and then Peter Scaretta knows somebody who works at ILM or works at X or Y. It's like nobody who's on the set is gonna leak anything because it's gonna be really easy to track that back to the you know hundred people on set. Especially like it seems based on the Disney Gallery stuff, these are much smaller productions than the the larger Star Wars films, right? Um, but um, so there's less people on set, which means it's easier to track that back. Which is, I think, why the Baby Yoda thing. I I it, it's it 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 managed to stay a secret, but. Um, yeah, it, it, with this, it's it's like yeah, you get to the VFX and 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 people, 
there's so, so many people and it's like it's yeah. really easy to 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 do that so you guys basically just a mole in the system here and what that you would just said it though that that's what was going to be my next question is how does someone like baby yoda which is probably just as big a surprise as some of these other leaked things um how can that be kept in the wraps but all this other stuff all of a sudden is just getting out like crazy if it's true you know what i'm saying like if, if all these came out to be true it's like damn this that's a lot of leaks coming out of the, that uh that production it's like they can get they can keep the man they can keep baby yoda under wraps but nothing else so it's oh it's one of those where i just said like i said that on twitter too it's like man i'd love to have these all these surprises during the yeah. season you know it's like come on man don't ruin it for us jeez but we'll see what happens you know it's like i said we nothing's really confirmed yet so um anything else though anything else we got news nothing i not really no i think that's it i i I think that's really it um yeah we're just kind of waiting you know we're in that waiting phase now where it's it's the next you know now that clone wars has ended what's the next thing that's going to hit us. It, that, you know? This is kind of the weird place where we're at, where it's like they yeah. haven't announced the the next animated series, which I really, really thought I was very confident that they'd announce it at the end of this series. But I guess I maybe they're waiting for Star Wars Celebration. Maybe they were waiting for Comic Con. Comic Con's technically been canceled, but they are going to be doing a digital version oh, of Comic Con. Gotcha. Um, okay. Celebration still hasn't been canceled. So it's, it's, mm. yeah, it's a little bit, it's kind of a little bit up in the air, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they're going to make that announcement because there's still so many, I think, I hmm. uh, questions about, you know, like what, what Avenue can they make this announcement that it's going right. to be seen by the most people. I, it's, yeah, I think that they should just release a trailer, but because uh, <laughs> you put it on YouTube and we'll do the rest. Yeah, <laughs> you know the fans will make sure that everybody says Look so. Look us up, man. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready, especially now. Um, but I guess that's it, man. You ready to just jump in, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Let's uh, just take a quick break for some ads, and then we'll get right into the episode. I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? They call themselves the Bad Batch. You're a Jedi. Your nobility is a weakness. I don't have such weaknesses. War does not come with a guarantee. No soldier gets the promise of safety. Soon, the galaxy will be remade. Hello, Master. It's been a while. Now it's time for the Clone Wars recap. So, yes, sir! All right, Victory and Death, the series finale of Star Wars The Clone Wars, directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and written, of course, by none other than Dave Filoni. Uh, let's get into it. Let's dig right in. Dig in. I yes. Thank you so much to Kyle Avery for the 
very oh, comprehensive sure. recap that he wrote. So we're not using the StarWars.com recap this week. We are, in fact, using our own original piece of work here uh, from Kyle. Thanks, Kyle, for that. Uh, it's a one last one for all oh. time's sake. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> After surviving the initial onslaught of Order 66, Ahsoka Tano has successfully removed the inhibitor chip from Commander Rex, and her friend is back to his old self. But they are now trapped in the cruiser's medical bay with clone troopers attempting to cut through the door. Uh, I'll just do this next one. since uh, Ahsoka tells Rex to set his blasters to stun. She knows the clones are acting involuntarily and doesn't want to kill them. As the troopers finish cutting through the door, Ahsoka force pushes it out into the hallway, knocking over several clones. She and Rex burst into the hallway, deflecting blaster fire and firing back with stun blasts until the whole squad is neutralized. Then they make their way for the hangar bay with the astromech droids R7A7, RGG1, and CH33P following close behind. And Matt, you know, my God, we I mentioned this. We've talked about this cinematic. Um, we used that word a few times in this yeah. series, and no more so than than these last four episodes. And I'll tell you what, the, coming into this episode, it starts off with you see the um, the Star Destroyer coming in through hyperspace, and very little dialogue in this episode. We'll probably talk about that as we go along. And and, the, and, and here's another kind of nice touch: they use like the choir uh, as a like I said, as a Republic cruiser travels through this hyperspace. Mm-hmm. The, the, the music and the choir, which they do, you don't hear very often in Star Wars. Of course, we got Duel of the Fates and all that, and a few others. But man, I, there's just something about having voices in a soundtrack that, especially like this haunting choir that they're doing, that just yeah. adds this weight to it. Uh, clones attacking Ahsoka. I love the fact that the Ahsoka and Rex they team up. Uh, they just it shows you how close maybe they've gotten, and sometimes maybe we forget that throughout this thing, just how in like in tune with each other, I guess I would say these two are like, she would block a few blaster bolts and then kind of duck out of the way. And as soon as she's kind of ducking, he's already coming across with the blaster, you know, it's just this, this movements they had together. I thought that was really cool to see that, but um, man, what an entrance, Mike, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so hard for me, I think to, um, to 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 break these episodes apart it's it and like Mm -hmm. consider this like the beginning of an episode clone wars usually even in the in some of the best episodes that have like you know uh, i a a long arc over over four episodes so like the the previous mandalore arc right from season five um they the the individual episodes still felt like they were self-contained encapsulated right these final four even the the previous eight episodes of this season felt like each episode kind of had its own its Mm -hmm. own little vibe right this one this is a movie so this is really just the the final act of the movie um and 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 honestly like it's this one more than the other ones even it's like this is this is the second half of the previous episode. I think it's one of the reasons why they released them so close together is that they knew like, there's no like taking a break yeah. between these two things. In fact, it was probably written by Dave as a two part finale. Like, like I, yeah, as much as it's one full movie with all four parts, um, the final episode, I think he was probably thinking in the terms of like, well, we'll air these at the same time. 
right back to back so people will right. be going right from one end to the other because we literally like it, it it ends on the clones coming through the door and then it starts on the clones coming through the door so it's uh uh yeah it, it, it it's this is this is just like let's let's go <laughs> right let's <laughs> let's keep going yeah. because yeah. we're not out of this yet um and really honestly this episode is two things it's it's uh, a a pair of incredible action set pieces and an epilogue that's what it is right yeah yeah there's not a lot there's some nice moments some nice emotional moments within that those action set pieces but there's not re- there's not a lot of dialogue there's not a lot of like back and forth yeah it's really no. like we have an objective um and what are the things that are stopping us from meeting that objective and primarily it's it's um i uh, oh man i had his name and then and then it just jesse right and mm-hmm. darth maul those are the those are kind of the two main uh, main i i i roadblocks uh, obstacles in the way of Ahsoka, Rex, R seven, GG, and Cheap getting getting out of here, um, <laughs> yeah. and right. uh, and and actually, we are gonna have some sacrifices along the way, which I think is, is even though there was a lot of people who were like, oh, is this, there's it's kind of missing something because we know that these characters survive, and it's like yeah, but is Ahsoka gonna cross the line and kill Jesse? Mm-hmm. That's a big question. Yeah. How is Darth Maul going to factor into this? That's a big question. And then the droids who were such a pivotal part of the first half of of these two episodes, these two final episodes. Are they going to be a pivotal part of this again and and are they going to make it out as well? Because R7 is a character that like we've 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 had R7 since season 1, right? Right. Like R7 is Ahsoka's droid. Um and it like that like last week was was a was a, a a reunion for those two characters, and then R 7s like I'm gonna help you, and 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 Gigi and Cheap also uh, chime in to help because I never underestimate a droid, right? That's the mm-hmm. that's that's it's great that now we have a line for it. There's I'll give Rise of Skywalker a lot of flack, but that that line is now an iconic Star Wars ism. Yeah. Never underestimated, right? And this this episode is another example of it. Last week was too, but like this one, they go above and beyond, right? So yeah, um, yeah. It, it like like to me, there was still so much suspense. There was so much to be worried about because you did want to see the droids make it out of this. You did. It is a definitely frustrating when Darth Maul re-enters the story and gets in their way, right? Um, and, and we get some cool moments as a result. So there's as much as, yeah, okay, we know that these two, really these three characters are going to make it out of it. What about everybody else? And how is this going to go down? And to me, that's always been the thing of the prequels. It's like, yeah, sure, we know where this is going. But it's not about the where. It's about the, the why and the how, right? Um, and And this episode just... Man, I haven't had the opportunity. I've just been so busy. I haven't had the opportunity to sit down and watch all four episodes back to back. And I really, really, really want to. Um, this episode, just going through the image gallery on StarWars.com and, and like reliving it that way is enough for me 
to to just bring back so many of these feelings in this last episode. Um, it's it's so incredible. They just pulled out all the stops, went way further than they've ever gone with some of this action. Uh, uh, the 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 final action set piece at the end with the Y wing and the and the the ship breaking apart. I mean, like it's it, this is so good. Let let's keep going because there's, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, meanwhile, Maul roams the corridors of the ship using a stolen comlink to monitor the clones' communications and stay one step ahead of them. He enters the engine room and easily dispatches the troopers guarding the hyperdrive. Then, using the force, he rips control consoles from the floor and topples massive generators, throwing the entire ship into chaos. With its engines failing, the crippled Republic cruiser lurches out of hyperspace and drifts on a collision course toward a nearby moon. I, A, <laughs> awesome. This yeah. is like some Force Unleashed type stuff. Dude, I, yeah, right? So good. Darth Maul is so great. I, yeah. B, I, I, the communicator that he steals, the, the, the comlink, um, if you remember last week, he grabbed that one clone's arm and holds it until the door closes right. and it chops yeah. his arm off. And I thought, okay, that's just intense. <laughs> like it, they were just yeah. being intense. And then this week it's like, oh no, they did that for a reason. Like he takes the armor, he takes the, 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 the uh, like the forearm piece with the, with the comm on it and he's wearing it right yeah he has like, a right arm yeah it definitely. was so so cool how they did that i loved it i thought it was so great that's oh all i have God. to say about that part <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i didn't even notice that but you're right it's on the right arm there it's yeah i just noticed it like i think the second or third time i was watching oh wait a minute but yeah you know and to backtrack just a second you were talking about um you know, as far as like, you know, people know what's going on. But I tell you what, I mean, yeah, yeah sure. But I t you know what? Like this episode, the, the the suspense that it maintains throughout this whole episode, uh, I mean, it's fantastic. And, and you're right. You know, there's things that you still like you don't know how, um, you know, what happens to, to Jesse. I mean, we find out. But like you got Jesse out there. You got the clones, Ahsoka's clones. What happens to them? How does Ahsoka react to it? How does, it, how does Rex come out of this thing so there's there's still there's still questions out there so yeah. um but yeah getting into this this mall thing and just coming through here and like you said he's just wrecking shop he's just going through and just tearing it and the power like he said the power he has now it's like we've seen it in the last two episodes him going through the hallway and, and showing off some force abilities and here just the power it is to to have a whole hyperdrive just ripped out by him that's uh, that's impressive. It kind of shows where he's at now. So um, I'll continue. Ahsoka, Rex, and the droids reach the control room overlooking the hangar bay. They open the main hangar doors to see the moon looming before them. They need an escape plan fast, as the ship is caught in the moon's gravitational pull. R7 opens a door to a, lo a docking bay, revealing a uh, vacant transport shuttle. But clone troopers spill out of the adjacent bays and soon... An entire platoon led by our trooper Jesse stands between our heroes and their only way off the doomed cruiser. And man, this the shot of this cruiser coming out of of hyperspace as as the hyperspace kind of you know crumbles down around him, and it, this thing comes out of hyperspace and it's smoking, 
And it's just like, whoa, what a what a cool ass shot that was. Sorry, didn't mean to mean that. Just to swear there. Uh, <laughs> it's just a great shot, you know, and and also like I don't know if you noticed this, the like it's almost like they're leaning towards like the Empire or the uh, old original trilogy kind of vibe with the way these guys are dressed. Um, we get the shots from like below inside the I guess the you want to say the cockpit or whatever. Um, just the way that it, it's shot, like you you see the hallways of these ships, it's almost starting to resemble like a regular Star Destroyer, so I thought that was a nice little touch that they did there. But man, like, uh, I don't know, man. Really, really cool to see that thing come out of hyperspace, and and uh, this is kind of setting up um, this big, this big showdown we're going to get to in a second here. Go ahead. You have any, any more thoughts? No, I just, I I think that a big part of it looking more like the OT is is them uh-huh. using those lenses and the lighting techniques from Star Wars Rebels, where yeah. they really did they did a lot of work on that show to emulate the look of a new hope in particular right Mm, and so i think that now coming back to to these ships and seeing the clone troopers and and everything we're getting a little bit more of that vibe um Mm -hmm. and it's just yeah they're they're appearing more imperial um and also i i do kind of get a feeling that like they they kind of held themselves a little bit differently post order 66. Like they're all a little bit more rigid and a little bit more, um, the, 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 what's the word? I guess like the, the sort of improvisational Mm. nature of the clone troopers seems like it's just wiped out because like when you look at even the beginning of this arc, you see the clone troopers, uh, in at the very beginning in the first scene, with Obi-Wan and Anakin there there's kind of like a fluidity to the way that they move and they're very um, they're very effective and they're very soldier like, but they're very unique and individual. And then in these last two episodes in this one particular in, in this scene, when they all kind of flood out, it's like they're in formation. They are at the ready. They are awaiting Jesse's or like, there's no, free thinking element to it and i think it's a really subtle change but it is there and it gives them more of a stormtrooper vibe than a clone trooper vibe right because i think what we've come to expect from the clone troopers is that like they get the job done sort of thing what like however that needs to be done right and we've Mm -hmm. seen all the way back to season one the ryloth trilogy even down to the individual troopers in a in a tight situation the thing that makes them better than droids is that they'll think on their heads right Mm -hmm. yeah think on their heads think on their feet um (laughs) yeah they'll use their heads think on their feet uh and and that's the big difference that's the difference between a clone trooper and uh, and even I think a stormtrooper, because the stormtroopers, e- even though they are recruited uh, soldiers, the the they're kind of told not to question. Where I think the the clones, because they're led by Jedi, are sort of it's it's actually um, it's actually a positive mm-hmm. when they use their heads uh mm-hmm. when, when they think independently and the, and the jedi promote that kind of behavior so it's the, the like i said these are subtle differences but but yeah, i do think it is noticeable i think i think i think yeah. they, and i think it's intentional 
Yeah, and not just the clothing too. I mean, obviously the way they're dressed, like on the bridge, yeah. just the way it was kind of configured. And I know it's 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 obviously the same, but even some of the it just seemed like some of the shots they were looking up from, you know, a seated position, like an officer looking up, and you know. So I just thought that was a neat little touch that that uh, that it seems this show always finds these little tiny nuanced things to do that yeah, just kind of pull sure. me into it. So um, go ahead, Mike, you want to continue? Yeah. Uh, Ahsoka still doesn't want to hurt the clones, but Rex tells her they don't care. The commander's voice mm. shakes with emotion as he tells her that his brothers are willing to go down with the ship in order to ensure his and Ahsoka's deaths. Tano reaches up and removes her friend's helmet and Rex turns away to hide the tears rolling down his cheeks. She tells him that he is a good soldier, and so are the rest of the clones. They may die, but she won't be the one to kill them. It seems to Rex that their only other option is to surrender, but Ahsoka has another plan. I mm. man, this is what it's all about. I think yeah. this is one of the this is one of the scenes. This is why we got a final season, is that Dave wanted to show us this moment specifically between Ahsoka and Rex, um, mm. and to show that this is a big deal. I don't think that we thought about it in this way when we were anticipating or even speculating back in the day on like, but what happens during order 66? And even once we learned that Rex somehow like went against order 66 and, you know, took his inhibitor chip out. Once we learned all that in rebels, I don't think that I really, I never, yes, I thought of, like, did he try and kill a Jedi, right? Mm -hmm. But I never thought about, like, was he forced to fight his brothers himself, right? Like, that to me is is the piece of it that makes this so powerful. So, yeah, one of the, um, I mean, it says in this, in the breakdown, too, that moment that Ahsoka removes Rex's helmet you're just like whoa and it just kind of dawned on me like you said it like this scene right here like I don't know if there's another Jedi possibly Obi-Wan and maybe a few others I don't know maybe quite on that are gonna go you know what I'm not killing anybody you know these are these are his brothers this is kind of like this is her her squad you know they're yeah. They've been through so much together like I don't know man there's not I don't know I don't know if the Anakin would act that way you know what I mean like uh, he might just go, hey, I got to do what I got to do. Well, hey, Obi- um, we know Obi-Wan and Yoda don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? In true. Revenge right, of the right. Sith, they go right. back to the Jedi Temple and they... Yoda yeah, just throws true. his lightsaber into that's, one's that's chest. That's true. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah. he just goes off now, on them. Here's, here's the thing, and I've seen a lot of people commenting about that, so let me let me put my two cents in here. There's a difference between Ahsoka and Rex saying we got to get off this ship, but the Ahsoka saying like, I refuse to attack. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I'm not going to, we're going to get off this ship. We're going to survive this. It's up to them what they want to, what they're going to do. If, if, if like they're, if they can't overcome this programming, then, then that it is what it is, but she won't be responsible for their deaths. There's a difference between that and the remaining Jedi out in the galaxy are walking into a trap. We mm. have to make sure they do not walk into that trap. We need to get into the Jedi Temple. 
right? There's a it's a, it would be one thing if it were Anakin. Oh, sorry, if it were Obi Wan and Yoda, and they were. I mean, Yoda kills Grief, but if if they were saying like we, I got to get out of here. But Yoda also like tr- he evades the clone troopers the rest of the way, right? right? He does like in that moment he he kills Grief, but then in the rest of that he avoids them. Obi Wan is shot down and then avoids the clone troopers on his way off Utapau, right? Like he goes back to Grievous's ship and he, he, he does his best to not come in contact with them. And a, that's part of self-preservation. They don't want to have a fight if they don't have to, they're Jedi, they're smart. They, they're not going to seek out conflict. But at the same time, I do think that there's an element of like, Hey, like let's not take lives if we don't have to. Mm -hmm. Um, but on the way into the Jedi Temple, it's like, no, we have to get into the Jedi Temple and we have to do it now before any more Jedi lives are lost, right? If there's any hope for the Order. And remember, at this point, we're still thinking Yoda's going to go fight Sidious and defeat him and Obi-Wan's going to fight Anakin, right? Mm-hmm. And if we can just defeat these two Sith Lords, that'll be the end of the Sith and then we can figure everything else out, right? Mm-hmm. So let's, we got to do this. We have to do this so that we can reestablish the Jedi order. It's a very different mindset, right? And it's a very different, like, like it's not in preservation of their own lives. It's for, it's, it's, it's for the larger Jedi order. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a very different thing. Well, throughout this whole episode, you know, she makes a conscious effort to not do any harm. Um, even from the beginning, you know, she's black. As far as I remember, uh, you know, she's deflecting blaster bolts, but not deflecting them back to the clones. Right. It yeah. was just a way. So, yeah. Rex marches Ahsoka into the main hangar bay, holding her at gunpoint and informs Jesse and the clones that he has captured the fugitive. Jesse orders Rex to fulfill Order 66 and execute the Jedi. But the commander tries to reason with his men, pointing out that Tano is no longer a Jedi and that executing her would go against their orders, making them traitors to the Republic. His argument ultimately falls on deaf ears, but he has spot time for the droids to get into position. Jesse strips Rex of his commander rank and orders the clones to execute him and Tano on the spot. But before they can open fire, R7 activates a control panel and a large platforms in the hangar bay floor drop away, sending Jesse and many of the troops our troopers plummeting down to the maintenance bay below. And here you go, Mike. Here's that plan. She comes with the plan. And it's – talk about, hey, this is serious. Like he comes out and goes, hey, she's not a Jedi anymore. You know, what are we doing? Just talking about Ahsoka. Like does Palpatine know who she is and is yeah. like, hey, not just Jedi, but you're you're taking out any Force user, right? I mean is that kind of what you're getting out of this? Yeah, I, I think that – I think – it was a matter of, um, like, just sort of, uh, I, they identify Ahsoka as a Jedi, right? Mm. And then, They still do, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty with this episode. <laughs> you might have noticed a couple of places where the conversation jumps a little bit, but uh, we're going to keep going. We're going to carry on. We were just talking about, let's see, we were talking about... Uh, uh, Ahsoka just yeah kind of showing plan yeah yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. Uh, let me jump in I'll just jump into the next paragraph we'll keep going yeah, yeah. Uh, Ahsoka springs into action deflecting blaster fire from the remaining clones while Rex shoots with uh, shoots back with stun blasts 
They make their way to the shuttle, but Maul gets there first. You wanted this chaos, he snarls as he uses the force to hurl Ahsoka backwards. She slides along the floor and clings to the edge of one of the lift shafts, and Jesse and the troopers below open fire. Good good action scene there. And, and I'll just go back just a second, too, about... Um, I was talking about Ahsoka and... You know, like her, like Rex is like, oh, she's not a Jedi yet. But like you said, obviously it's, they know who she is. She's super powerful. Like I, obviously you got to go after her. But I thought the other interesting um, comment too, Mike, was also that the, uh, I think they said uh, also the clones who disobey. So it's, it's a, it kind of makes you wonder like, yeah. You know, is there more of these Cutlequains that, that that could possibly be out there, or or maybe they know somehow that this doesn't necessarily work on everybody? We saw Rex fighting this thing. Ultimately, he had to obey. Yeah. But man, he well, and we and we also we know out there we've got Commander Wolf, we've got um, yeah, Gregor, Gregor, right? Yeah. We there are other clones. We don't. We've never gotten the story with Wolf. We don't know why Wolf managed to. Um, deal with the 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 chip, and and this is the thing is that like maybe um, similarly to uh, oh man, what trooper was it? I can't remember the trooper that it was that 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 fired on the Jedi. It's like he had a faulty one, right? Like it it yeah, it kind of yeah. it kind of went off um, mm-hmm. prematurely. Um, maybe Gregor's or not Gregor, uh, Wolf's chip is like that because remember what we see in Rebels, he's still a little bit like, oh, it's a Jedi, we gotta kill the Jedi, and and Rex has to be like, whoa, whoa, calm down. Um, so it's not like, it's not like with uh, with Rex where he's his is actually cut out, and with Gregor, he got the the blow to the head that that damaged it, right? Like, mm-hmm. so maybe it's a little bit different. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll keep going here. With Ahsoka and Rex preoccupied, Maul gets aboard the shuttle and preps it for takeoff. Ahsoka clambers out of the shaft and reaches out with the Force, using all her strength she can muster to hold uh, the shuttle in place and prevent Maul from escaping. Rex provides covering fire as more troopers close in, and R7 falls uh, to blaster fire. Realizing that Rex is overwhelmed, Ahsoka releases her grip on, uh, grip on the shuttle and falls back to help her friend. Maul guides the shuttle out of the uh, falling cruiser and takes off into hyperspace. So, Mike, um, wow, this one scene with, with Ahsoka and Rex and her pulling the force, it reminds me, you know, Rose Tico is not necessarily my favorite character, but I'll tell you <laughs> what, her words, right, her words right here kind of rung to me like, save uh, what was it you know fight what don't fight what you hate but say what you love it's like yeah. she realizes ahsoka like no this ain't working this you know rex is calling for help give him some cover uh wow that was a really cool scene loved it what do you think yeah yeah um yeah i mean drawing that parallel very clearly i i i don't know i don't know maybe maybe dave is a big fan of the last Jedi. <laughs> Oh, here we go! Woo! I'm just gonna say, I gonna it, you know, open a can of worms. No, I'm just kidding. No, I there was that there's that moment in the latest Disney Gallery in last week's episode yeah. where yeah, he where he breaks down what Dude. the Phantom Menace is really about and what yeah. Duel of the Fates means and Ooh, good one. all of that. 
and uh, and I'm just waiting for the moment that he drops the science on the last Jedi, and uh, and just I'm for it <laughs> because so much of the fandom is like, man, just get rid of Kathleen Kennedy, get rid of Ryan Johnson, get rid of everybody, and just let Brilliant. Dave do everything. And when Dave is gonna come out and be like. The Last Jedi is one of the best Star Wars films that's been made. Like when he comes out and says, "Like the story in this is complex and layered and nuanced and very interesting, and all of these things are very important to blah blah blah." And this is why this character does this, and this is why this is important to the saga. And like he does like a ten minute breakdown of of what's so great about it. Um, the I think that there's a bunch of fans whose heads are gonna just like pop because <laughs> they're not going to know what to do because they're like dave is the savior um like he's some sort of messiah and he's going to be like the thing that you say that you hate is the thing that i say you should love um because i he did talk very positively about the last jedi when it was out um and uh, i maintain that he that he has good taste he knows what a good movie is i would love to hear like like him maybe break down a little more because we did yeah. hear we did hear Sam Whitmer's take on yep. the last Jedi and, and everybody's has their own opinions and I have mine hey, and I'm gonna I'm know. gonna I'm gonna stop you there though. Not on The Last yeah. Jedi, on Luke Skywalker in the sequel True. trilogy because it's not The Last Jedi. Yeah. Ryan Johnson played the card that JJ Abrams dealt him, which is the galaxy is in turmoil and Luke Skywalker, hero of the rebellion, disappeared, walked away from everything. Like Han says, right? Mm -hmm. This is a conversation for faster, more intense. So I'm going to cut it off there. Yeah. But that's That's like, that's it. Like, it's not this. Everybody wants to attribute it to The Last Jedi because that's the episode that we deal with it in. But it's not. This is a sequel trilogy issue. It's all three movies that Mm -hmm. talk about the fact that Luke Skywalker walked away from the galaxy. That's that. That was a decision that JJ made before anybody else. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson had to justify it, so he gets. He's, it's it's a it's a it's absolutely a matter of shooting the messenger, <laughs> right? He had to go into Possibly. a movie like he's left at the end of this movie with Luke Skywalker on a cliffside, and he's got to figure out what happens next. Mm. Um, this is a, this is more for faster, more intense. It I is definitely that. for that podcast. I could have some more thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, ahead, where are we now? <laughs> Let's continue. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by clones, Ahsoka throws her lightsabers into the floor and uses the force mm. to spin them around, carving out a circular platform that drops her and Rex down into the maintenance bay, right in front of Jesse and his men. As they open fire, RGG1 and CH33P. Look, Kyle, your recap is better than the StarWars.com recap in every respect, but you got to use the droid nicknames. I <laughs> uh, uh, react so GG and cheap reactivate the lift platforms. You wouldn't write R2D2, you'd write ARTOO. Uh, throwing Jesse and many of the troopers back up onto the main level, <laughs> which I love because it's such a video game mechanic of like, hey, droid, do the thing, and then it goes down, and then you're like, do it again. Oh, uh, yeah, just yeah. playing with the physics of the video game, like it's such a force unleashed Jedi Fallen Order sort of thing to do. Uh, Jesse grows increasingly frustrated, and why wouldn't he? And the clones blast the two remaining droids. Mm. Oh, poor guys. I like the I like the video game reference that yeah. <laughs> does ring very true. The cruiser begins to burn up in the atmosphere, and it plummets toward the surface of the moon. Rex and Ahsoka race through the maintenance bay, looking for a ship that's in flying condition. 
and they finally spot a repaired Y-wing bomber suspended above an open bay door. Uh, as more troopers close in, Ahsoka uses the force to hurl Rex over to the waiting bomber, and he climbs into the cockpit before she can uh, before she can get aboard herself. The cruiser's bridge explodes, rocking the ship and sending Ahsoka and the clones sliding across uh, the floor. She steadies herself with her uh, lightsabers, races back to the Y-wing and leaps for it, but the fighter drops away before she can reach it, and Ahsoka falls out into the open air. So we got another kind of a uh, moment where she's um, doing her episode two Anakin move here, where she's kind of kind of out out in the atmosphere there and <laughs> has to use the force a little bit to to wait for uh, Rex to yeah. make the moves. Right, another so, video game moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star Killer actually does this in in Force Unleashed too. Not not exactly this, not like an exploding ship and then whatever. But there's a lot. There are sequences where it's like you're falling and you've got to steer around things. Yeah. Um, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that moment too in this where she uh, a move that I don't think I've seen yet, um, where she takes the the light, her lightsabers and using the force throws them into the floor and then spins them around. Yeah. To to open a, a drop zone for them to go in just. It's these little extra moves that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Cool. She shows off her her power in yeah. this episode, um, and and reminds us why. I like yeah, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, that when people were complaining about like oh Ahsoka beating Maul really like devalues him as a character, and it's like I uh, no, you're missing the point. <laughs> Ahsoka yeah. is more powerful than Darth Maul. That's the point. It's not the point. And and the point of that is she's more powerful than Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like a character yeah. that we've now come to understand is not to be trifled with. Right? Like Ahsoka is a force to be reckoned with. And this episode just like that all four of these episodes have shown like when she is in her element um and doing her thing like it and this is what the martez sisters were basically telling her at the end is like you are a jedi whether you Mm -hmm. want to accept it or not like whatever happened happened but you're a jedi and you're if 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 all of the jedi were like you maybe there wouldn't be a problem right Mm -hmm. and and then we go into this arc and it's like yeah if all of the jedi were ahsoka maybe the order would have survived but they're not yeah. they're yeah. obi-wan and yoda and mace right and that's why it falls yeah so yeah like just yeah. i know that i know that there are some people that have a hard time accepting the fact that a teenage girl could be more powerful than darth maul but the facts are the facts she is Mm-hmm. <laughs> right like yeah she, no. just, she is she's one of the most powerful jedi i think we've ever seen in star wars um and and there's an in-universe explanation for that and i go back to it all the time watch the mortis trilogy she is infused with the light side she's she's an avatar of the of the ashla right like she is powerful in a way that no other jedi in in this era in any of the eras that she's been in are powerful right like she has this deep connection to the force that nobody else has save for maybe anakin maybe maybe kylo ren ben solo maybe and then and then i would say ray towards the end of rise of skywalker when Mm -hmm. she finally taps into that right when she rises yeah Yeah. like yeah it's 
like there's a there's there's precedent outside of the Clone Wars for this, but really. Uh, Clone Wars did it first, <laughs> yeah. and we've seen Ahsoka do ridiculous things before, like when in season four when she chops off four, uh, <laughs> cool. uh, uh, yeah. uh, Mandalorians heads. Mandalorians. Right? Like, yeah, it's it's uh, this isn't um, this shouldn't be surprising to anyone, but it's still awesome. <laughs> yeah. Everything, this whole from the from from the moment that they that the that Jesse opens fire until the end of this sequence it's just it's it's wall to wall like it doesn't stop it's so good yeah. um in no, fact like gonna, i'll say yeah. like this this sequence of her falling and and rex flying the y-wing is probably my favorite action sequence in the entire clone wars that's it's high it's so right there. well done i yeah. i was grinning ear to ear when i was watching this <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say that Ahsoka, like you're talking about how, how good she is. I'm going to say, you know, like she's earned it. You know, we've got seven seasons. Yeah. Uh, we watched her grow and into this character. So, yeah, yeah it's totally, yeah. totally more powerful. So go ahead, Mike. You want to. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rex cool. grabs the yoke and fights to gain control of the tumbling Y-Wing. He steadies the craft and surges back toward the falling cruiser. Just desperate to find Ahsoka. He spots her among the wreckage and opens the topside hatch to the gunner seat. Dodging debris, Ahsoka manages to steady herself, grab onto the hatch, and climb in safely. And Rex steers them clear as the cruiser crashes to the moon's surface below. Wow, what an image, too, of that, yeah. that cruiser going through the clouds on fire, almost like in slow motion, the, the way they animated that thing. But so just, good. Yeah, so good. Uh, a short time later, Rex walks away from the downed cruiser towards a, the parked Y-Wing, a shovel in his hand. He loads his gear into the ship and looks back over his shoulder at Ahsoka. She stands back at the wreckage, solemnly looking over the graves of dozens of clone troopers they've just buried, each one marked with the helmet of the soldier buried there. Then the former Jedi Padawan pulls one of her lightsabers from beneath her cloak. She looks down at it, silently contemplating all that has occurred, and lets the weapon fall from her hand. Wow, you know, from from I think the seven minute mark, you know, when we start getting into this crash, there's no dialogue in this, all music, yeah. uh, all visuals, and what a way to to kind of end this. I know we're going to end it here in a second, but man, uh, we could talk about these separately because they're kind of two things. But I tell you, Mike, watching Ahsoka and we see her at the mm-hmm. end here with the cloak, kind of re- reminding us of the Rebels character. Yeah. Um, all these clones laid out, and we obviously find out what happened to them. She did all she could to try to save these guys. She didn't want to kill them, um, and uh, ultimately they they all die. And seeing Rex walk back with a shovel, at first I was like, "Whoa!" They, you know, they went to the trouble of burying these because yeah. that's his brothers. She loved them. You know, it's wow. One of those really cool moments. You just like kind of sit back and kind of kind of like wow you kind of shake your you know nod your head like man that was that was a cool scene so i don't you have any thoughts on the scene with her yeah i mean like this is this is what star wars is about right this is mm-hmm. this is getting into the the family components of it these these men were his brothers her brothers even i mean she's kind of the the little sister of the of the clones right like particularly this this whole group and to go from where we were at the beginning of this arc with her walking onto the star destroyer and, and, uh, and Anakin revealing like when they heard that you were back, they got to work and, and they've all got the painted helmets and what a beautiful moment that is of loyalty and, uh, dedication mm. and, and this, this feeling of family. And then 
Order 66 happens, everything goes to hell, and um, and they're all trying to kill her. Uh, they try and kill Rex, and and thankfully, you know, our, our, our two heroes make it out of it, but but the rest of the clones don't. And and for Ahsoka and Rex to, um, like you say, go to the trouble, right? Um, uh, to do the thing that that in their minds uh, is the only thing that they can do uh, in this moment, and uh, yeah. and 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 bury uh, all all of those those men, give them a proper burial. Um, it's so it has so much meaning. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's such a poignant ending. And like you said, the the cloak uh, really um, uh, giving us that that uh, image to to rhyme with the the finale of Star Wars Rebels. Um, and here she's she's got the gray cloak, and in that she's got the white cloak. So she hasn't she hasn't fully ascended yet, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. We know yeah. that like there's still a there's there's still she still has to die and come back <laughs> before she's Gandalf the White. <laughs> but yeah. but like she has definitely um, experienced the worst that war has to offer, and and come out the other side, and. Um, but not lost herself, unlike I think the rest of the Jedi Order. Um, mm. When we talk about uh, we talk about Obi Wan, we talk about Yoda, we talk about even Kanan. Very a similar story, not quite the same, but but similar. Even uh, 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 Cal Kestis in in um, in Fallen Order, like so many of the other stories of Jedi who survived the Purge, they go into hiding they become less than a Jedi. Um, but Ahsoka, you get this feeling that like, and we know from others, from, from some other stories, you get this feeling of like, well, she's still going to be out there in the galaxy fighting, you know, uh, she's not going to give up. Uh, and yeah, she might do it from the shadows and she might do it as fulcrum and, and all that. But, but we do learn that, there's a rebellion growing and she's a big part of that mm-hmm. a big big part of that right yeah. so it's uh yeah it's I, I, I it's such a beautiful ending it's it's the perfect ending to this story um and then to cap it off we get this epilogue um i'll read that really quick and then we can talk about the epilogue uh, time passes as an imperial shuttle touches down on the snow now snow-covered moon Stormtroopers and probe droids survey the area, and Darth Vader strides toward the remnants of the old Republic cruiser. He finds a familiar lightsaber hilt buried in the snow, and as he ignites its blue blade, a lone convoy screeches and circles the sky above him. The man formerly known as Anakin Skywalker deactivates the saber and walks away, leaving the wreckage of the Clone Wars behind him. Uh... Yeah, and there it is. There's that convoy, right? And what is yeah. what does that convoy signify? Mm-hmm. That is Ahsoka. It is Ashla. It is the the daughter. It's the, daughter, it's the yeah. light side of the force, right? Yeah. Um, and it kind of it's there as a message to him. And and the the moment when he looks up at it, and we just you get that the one eye that we can almost see. Um, which is, uh, yeah. uh it's it's sort of a, a a forward reference to Star Wars Rebels, 
and uh, and 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 when Ahsoka and Anakin face each other again, and it's uh, yeah, man, what a beautiful moment to end. Yeah, to end this. I mean, it's definitely it's foreboding and it's 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 a bummer, but in a really like like beautiful way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just the oh. the the snow, the starkness of it. Jeez. Getting to see Vader in the Clone Wars style is oh. a dream come true. Um, it was for me. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. Being a you know, Vader's my favorite character, Mike, and I was tickled to death when I saw that Tidium kind of falling down from the sky. You see the stormtroopers, and it, this looks fantastic the way they animated this, and you see him walking. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have the questions now. Um, a couple questions. How long has passed? I think it's hard to say. You know, any any amount of time could be there. You know, it's like it's hard to say. I personally think there's been some time. I think you know, there's like been he's some been time. Vader. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got snow. It's it's probably been a little bit. You know, it's, it's all covered over. It's buried, right? It looks like yeah. it looks. Like, it's weathered. It's like there a significant amount of time has passed. I what I would I think so. yeah. suggest is that certainly since Vader has sort of uh retaken his position at at palpatine's side um because like we know from the comics that doesn't happen right away i would i would say that this is probably after that first round of darth vader comics um Mm. and he's sort of come into his own and now that he has command of his own ship one of the things that he has tasked them with is find that that find my cruiser, right? My star destroyer that Ahsoka had that went missing because it is his job to track down the Jedi and make sure that they're eradicated. He is still doing that post clone wars. We know that. So this is a very good, um, sort of like line of logic to follow that. Like he, he's searching for Ahsoka partially for himself, probably, I would bet because he thinks if I can find Ahsoka, maybe I can turn her and we can destroy the emperor. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. Which is what he ends up trying with Luke. Right. Yeah. Um, Great point. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. And, and, and so, you know, like he's trying to track her down and he finds this, this clue. Um, but when he does, he sort of gets this, this, note from her uh in the lightsaber that's left behind and i think that she leaves the lightsaber behind on purpose right like she's she is leaving that there for him to find she knows that that eventually he'll come looking Mm. um i don't think that she knows specifically what has happened to him but i think that she has an idea because maul gave her palpatine's plan pretty good idea yeah yeah sure so I mean, like it's I it, at this point, like I really want to go back and watch that that episode of of Rebels where Ezra encounters Vader and then um, and then tells Ahsoka about it, and and she kind of her reaction even even back then I think we had noted it was very it was very noticeable oh, that sure. yeah, she yeah. was like yeah. Vader like like mm. like she's like. I think until she sees the face, until she sees Anakin's face inside that mask, she doesn't have confirmation. She doesn't want to believe that it's true. But there's even the moment with the where they kind of sense each other through the Force, um, and and uh, I, and then she kind of disappears for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, until yeah. the end of the season. But I like it. Look, 
I just need to rewatch season two of the Clone Wars. Oh, <laughs> sorry, of Rebels. Obviously, oh, yeah. That's Great the season. that's that's the thing to watch after this. Is just you know finish the Clone Wars, start watching Star Wars Rebels. But yeah, um, yeah. Like there's a there's a there's an element here where where this is a bit of a this is a bit of a message to Anakin leaving the lightsaber behind of kind of saying like that's like because they're the lightsabers that he fixed right but she didn't leave both of them that's what that's what i was thinking like i was gonna be my question to you is okay she leaves the lightsaber was that intentional yes i do believe the same thing like you do it's intentional why only leave one like that's the one that he gave her the one that he fixed or whatever yeah yeah it's just so many questions about that you know my Um, my interpretation is absolutely that she is sending him a message of like you're not gone and neither am i like and 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 then what she says to him in rebels um of you know like i'm not gonna leave you not again sort of thing Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. like I won't leave you this time that it's all she still she believes despite maybe uh, Obi-Wan has given up right and, and and says to Luke like there's nothing left of of Anakin Skywalker um, she, Ahsoka believes that Anakin is still in there and that he can come back and again like we like this is the same as what we talked about with her and Darth Maul um, I think that her experience with Asajj Ventress gives her a different perspective from the rest of the Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. Her her experience with the Jedi Council at the end of season five, I think, gives her a different perspective. So she looks at it and goes, "It's not. It's this is nothing is black and white, and and no one is ever too far gone to come back." Um, yeah, and I think it's. I think that that's important. I think that that's yeah. a. I think that's one thing that they a lot of Star Wars fans need to take to heart a little bit more is this idea of um, uh, what is what is redemption, what does it mean, and how does it work? Um, and obviously, we've always had the story of Vader's redemption in Return of the Jedi, but you know now we also have uh, uh, these other characters. We've got we've got. Asajj Ventress. We have Ahsoka to a certain degree. Um, we have uh, 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 we have Ben Solo, obviously, and it's all like there are sort of all of these different questions of like what what does it mean to be redeemed and what's the is there a price to be paid and all of that sort of stuff. That's that's interesting stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. I, you know, it's, I had that question too, as far as this last Vader scene too, is like a part of me was thinking, you know, I always, about how I always felt like Vader never, to me, never fully turned. Like the whole reason he went to the dark side was, was more to save Padme than for any, you know, dark, super dark deeds like a Palpatine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was about saving, pa- saving Padme. And so I've always had this in the back of my mind that he's never like fully, fully, fully turned like, uh, Luca told him, you know, and yeah, maybe this is one of those scenes too, where he's kind of reflecting and, you know, it's just like, Oh, there's so many questions and, and there's a lot of theories out there and, and it's just fun to hear everybody's take on this particular scene. Uh, but masterfully done. I'll tell you what, like, I know 
it's it's easy for me to say like the Clone Wars is probably one of my favorites as far as like these series go. I know there's a couple episodes of Rebels that I might like more than anything out of the Clone Wars, but I think as a on a consi- consistency level, of course it had a lot more seasons to to draw itself out and and to do a lot of things, Mike. But Clone Wars for me, man, man, it's 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 top of the top for me, you know. And and although this episode like it it kind of rung as like like you said earlier like an, an epilogue like yeah. Um, the uh, shattered was more of like a, the you know, like you see with like Game of Thrones where like the second to the last episode is like the really big one and then you have the epilogue. This kind of felt the same kind of way, but overall this whole arc, man, that's the way you go out. You know, what I mean that is a plus writing and and animation and voice acting, all a pluses for me. So uh, that's it, man. What, what do you think? Yep, I mean same. I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean Star Wars Rebels. I think it's going to be hard to top for me. I just because of uh-huh. sort yeah. of like the meaningfulness of some of those characters and their stories, their arcs, mm-hmm. particular Kanan. But yeah, um, but yeah, I mean sure. like the Clone Wars. Like if you're gonna if if you want to tell me that that the Rise of Skywalker is the best Star Wars story or Rogue One is the best Star Wars story, I'm gonna have words right. <laughs> if you if you come at me going like no rebels isn't the best clone wars is the best i'll be like okay that's yeah this is like we're, i'm not going to argue with you on that because that's going to be a matter of subjectivity of taste yeah right because some people sure. are going to be more into the clone wars than they are star wars rebels is totally yeah. totally up for discussion um yeah yeah i mean like these the 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 i would say right now three of the best star wars stories excluding the original trilogy are the three Dave Filoni uh, properties <laughs> yeah. of yeah. Clone Wars, Rebels, and Rebels. The Mandalorian. And the reason why is what I've always said about Dave Filoni is that he learned directly from George himself. So mm-hmm. he understands the sensibilities of Star Wars and what these movies are about. But he has the benefit of hindsight. He's able to look at the original trilogy and the prequels and marry those two things and understand what are the reasons why this is successful and what are the reasons why this wasn't successful, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. do the prequels fall short? Where, do the, where does the original trilogy fall short? Where does the Legends expanded universe fall short? But, but also, where are those things great what are the things about those stories that resonate that are important that matter right um and he's able to to distill that and then through his own prowess of storytelling bring that all together and and to me like that's the key is that look hey any one of us uh, uh, that podcast about Star Wars on a regular basis, I think, has has some of these components, and obviously, we none of us have that direct link to George Lucas, that direct lineage of mm-hmm. of mentorship. But um, but those of us who've really like studied his work, studied uh, the the uh, Joseph Campbell elements of it, put all that together, um, I think, have a pretty good understanding of what makes great Star Wars and what makes less great star wars because <laughs> mm. like uh, like pizza there's no such thing as bad star wars i <laughs> like if you want me to sit and watch the ewoks i'll sit and watch the ewoks cartoon or the movies or droids or 
anything, right? Like it's Star Wars is Star Wars. Um, but that doesn't mean that we have that ability to to clearly communicate the story in the way that Dave Filoni does. Uh, and 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 that that Disney Gallery episode from last week is is, oh, is yeah. a prime example of here he comes in and and this is a, a a round table of people who probably think of the prequels as eh right and and he takes them to school and he goes this is why this story is great and everybody <laughs> goes you can see it like especially with Bryce Dallas Howard you can see it on her face <laughs> she is elated with joy as she goes yeah like in her head she's thinking like he gets it he's right that movie is pretty awesome right and the, <laughs> which is it's a thing that i think that those of us who are hardcore star wars fans who've spent the time to really try and dig into the phantom menace to understand why is this movie good and it's so good cuz i had actually i just watched phantom menace on monday um on on may the 4th um i guess that was on monday ago like a week ago but on may the 4th cuz car hadn't seen phantom menace yet so we decided to watch it because we're going to go through the prequels now because she hasn't seen them. She's seen all the other ones. And uh, and so we wa- we had just watched The Phantom Menace and I had been sitting there on Star Wars Day watching Phantom Menace and then said to Crystal, you know, there are some pretty boring parts in this movie, but it's still a pretty great movie. Mm-hmm. And, and like, like there are serious issues in the prequels. There's some problems. There's, there's yeah. some, there's some storytelling uh, problems uh, and, and some performances that are a little bit lackluster, but um, obviously the clone wars has done so much to fill in a lot of those gaps and, and make that a better story. Mm-hmm. But um, there's still great movies. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> the pizza thing. There's still, there's no such thing as bad star Wars. Um, and, and, uh, the one difference I would say between the prequel trilogy, we're going to have to save that for, uh, oh. uh, faster, more intense. You got me. I'm still here. Right. Yeah. You, you cut out for a, for a quick second there, but I was just going to say the one difference between the prequels and the sequels is that George really had a plan and knew what he was doing and kind of like in Phantom Menace now, especially with what Dave talked about, like we know, he like there was a there's a through line and the sequels mm-hmm. they just don't they're just lacking that and it's 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 really unfortunate but um yeah but they do sure. they, it's, if if it's supposed to be there it's muddled um uh and that's just the honest truth of it and that's where those those movies fall a little bit short um all three mm-hmm. of them i say even even the last jedi which i'll tell oh, you yeah. is my favorite skywalker saga movie but <laughs> it does yeah. it does like it's very hard to follow the thread through those three films. Um, mm. They, they tend to fight each other a little bit too much. So there's a little bit too much conflict, but again, like you, you were saying, uh, uh, you were cut off. I, I, this is a conversation for faster, more intense, but let's, let's yeah, jump into yeah, the mailbag. Yeah. Let's talk, let's see what everybody else thinks Yeah, what's going on with everybody? about the final episode. Uh, I said the, the end of the clone wars has come. What did everybody think of the final episode? of star wars the clone wars over on facebook ariel phillip 
uh, says, what a send-off. I was hoping that Jesse would have somewhat been willing to listen to Rex. There was a slight hesitation. When Rex and Ahsoka fall into the lower hangar bay, you see Rex shrug his shoulders as if again <laughs> and, re- and resigned himself to fight his brothers. It was such an emotional toll watching this, even though I know that they survive. That ending, though, where we see Invader's mask and see Anakin's eyes was chilling. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. Yeah, that was that that moment, and I've seen that pop up a few times. To people uh, talking about the seeing Anakin's Eye Invader's mask mm-hmm. is really cool. And yeah, you t- he's talking about uh, Jesse, and there wasn't much hesitation there. You thought for a minute like Rex was going to convince him, but it was like, nope. You know, it's 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 go mode. You know, so uh, let me do the next one, Mike. Uh, Stephen Yip. Yeah, uh, yeah. You go ahead. You read that. One. Uh, it says uh, Stephen says such a great episode. The visuals were fantastic, as well as the story. The destroyer dropping out of hyperspace on fire. The contrast of Maul versus Soka battling the clones. The ending with Vader walking to the wreckage. I would have loved to see his reaction to the graves. The only little bit I wish we got was the removal of the chips from Wolf and Gregor, but there was so much already. Yeah, I mentioned the, you know the destroyer and yeah. some of the the shots. Man, with fantastic shots. And, and Mike, you mentioned like Wolf and Gregor. We don't really know. I mean, there's stories out there, Mike. There's stories yeah. from from this point on. There's, there's there's stories out there, so we'll see what happens if they touch on those at all. Yeah. Uh, here we've got a comment from Matt Campbell, who says, "Wow, what a way to wrap up a series." Maul proved that he's one of the best characters in the franchise. Rex and Ahsoka making me all emotional, and the Vader ending was just perfect. Left me wanting so much more. Uh, I have news for you, Matt. It's you're, you're in luck. There are three movies, in fact, four. Because uh, there's one where he makes a bit of a cameo right there at the end, um, that are all about Darth Vader, and uh, <laughs> so there's there's lots more Vader stories for you to dig into. Uh, what more can I say about these last four episodes that hasn't already been said? The series presented us with some of the best storytelling that Star Wars has offered, paired with some of the best animation in the industry. Uh, with that being said, I wanted to take a moment to thank Mike and Matt for all they have done. I started following back when Mike started Frontlines, and soon after, Matt would join him starting in Season 2. What I didn't know is that from Frontlines, I would get to know the best group of Star Wars fans around. Mike would become one of my best friends in the world, and through him, I would make more friends from his crew. Matt, Tim, and Kyle, Jason and Carl, and later Amanda and Curtis, I consider you all close friends. And while you're doing all the talking, I feel like you guys are right there with me as I listen. I can't thank you enough for all your time and effort. I know this is... Sorry, I know this is just the end of one series in anticipation of another, but I wanted to share my deepest appreciation. Keep up the good work, boys, and may the Force be with you always. Uh, What do you think is next or what you want to see next from Lucasfilm animation. I, 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 the rebel sequel. <laughs> I want, I want the Ahsoka's. I want it. I want more Ahsoka stories. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, for that would me, be that's cool. an easy, Definitely that's be an cool. easy answer. But. Yeah. No, Matt's uh, obviously one of the OGs um, yeah. from listening way back in the day. So uh, awesome dude um, always contributing and and uh, we pre- always appreciate that and what do I want to see next I mean we I did hear some stuff about I've been hearing that also as far as rumors going around about another rebels kind of continuing but we'll see yeah. but man look at what we just got with with Darth Vader and how fantastic all that looked in just that what one minute scene with seeing the stormtroopers and the shuttle and Vader walking and 
could you could you throw that in there with an Ahsoka series and her, him trying to hunt her down? And yeah. there's some possibilities out there. So, uh, like you, Matt, I'm I'm a huge Darth Vader fan. So uh, he's one of those guys that I always love yeah. seeing in these series. Uh, and Twitter, Tim Dipple at TD Gamer. I don't even know how to put it into words. The ending was perfect, and that final scene was incredible. Yeah, Tim. I mean. Uh, Speaking to the choir here, we thought the same thing as far as that that ending. I I did not see that coming. I mean, I was kind of the Vader part, yeah. Yeah, I just surprised. I didn't know they were going to go there. So yeah. really, really super cool shock to me, but loved it anyway. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah, Martin Allman says at uh, Martin Allman at Dermot Studios. Uh, nice thumbnail art. Uh, <laughs> he's talking about the the image that I put on the. The post. Uh, the final four episodes is one of the best Star Wars films ever produced. I'm sure someone is already making their fan edits, but I can't stop thinking about how to cut a four-hour version of Revenge of the Sith with this arc. It would be very interesting and intense. Uh, and as much as I love Darth Maul and Ahsoka, I think Rex was the MVP of these last two episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that the argument can yeah. be made for sure. Um, yeah. It's funny, as... As we're recording this episode, uh, uh, Martin just messaged me to to say that he has actually begun doing that edit himself. Uh, wow. So uh, I look forward to, to watching that. Who knows if that'll be a publicly available thing, because technically yeah. it's not legal. But maybe Palpatine will make it legal. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see it. Uh, Daniel Webb, DR Webb 22, an amazing end to an amazing season. Ahsoka making decision that she will not be one of the kills, the one that kills the clones and then buries them after the crash. She followed the ways of the Jedi perfectly. The arc definitely seated both Maul and Ahsoka as top five Star Wars characters. Yeah, um, can't disagree with that right there, especially, obviously Ahsoka's been up there for a, a while now, but um, man, what they did with Maul, you would have never guessed, I guess, yeah. going way back in that what they would do with them. So good stuff. Yeah, that's uh, why Instagram. when people say, like, yeah. oh, Boba Fett coming back, is that going to be a problem? I'm like, look, if it's Dave bringing Boba Fett back, <laughs> we thought Darth Maul coming back was ridiculous. Yeah. And we were proven wrong. So, you know, right. just leave it to the master. Uh, yeah. We got a nice long email here from uh, from Dave, from Daniel uh, Contreras. Uh, Hi, Mike and Matt. Wow, what an amazing adventure it's been. So happy to see a final conclusion to The Clone Wars. Wanted to share a few thoughts on this final season. While there were potentially more interesting stories left on the cutting room floor, I can understand why the Bad Batch and Ahsoka Underworld arcs were selected for release. The final arc really was about the relationship between the Ahsoka, between Ahsoka and the clones, Rex specifically, and, his, and this short season provided stories that let them play important roles. The Clone Wars had a very different ending compared to Revenge of the Sith. The film made great efforts in its last few minutes to set the pieces in place for A New Hope. Ben arrives with Luke on Tatooine, Bale takes Leia to Alderaan, Vader joins the Emperor, and the Death Star begins its construction. Even Yoda shows up on Dagobah in a deleted scene. Episode 3 puts a nice bow on itself as a gift for Episode 4. Uh, the Clone Wars ends much differently. We last see Ahsoka gazing at all these dead troops, wrecks in the distance. We don't really know what happens to them at this point. Things are deliberately left hanging. Do they continue together for a while, having more adventures? Do they separate and go into hiding? Dave Filoni didn't leave us with easy answers. 
I think that's appropriate. War doesn't end in a nice, neat package. Uh, threads are left to resolve. Time is needed to mourn, recoup, and integrate back into the wider world or protect oneself from it. There's something to be said emotionally and thematically to have Ahsoka standing there among all the wreckage and death, absorbing the full weight of what years of destruction and conflict have had on her. Simply amazing. And that's, uh, that's again, from Daniel. So thank you. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's that's very well said. Um, yeah, and and man, what 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 a what a way to to wrap it up. I think I think to to Daniel's point, yeah, it's less uh, 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 putting a bow on it or or leading into a new hope. To me, this is really setting up a lot of, and obviously by what I said towards the end of the the, the recap. This is setting up a lot of the relationship between Ahsoka and Vader for season two of Rebels, um, and mm. we're really we're really kind of prepping everybody for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it would be really interesting to talk to somebody who went through the Clone Wars and didn't watch Star Wars Rebels and is watching it after the fact, after having seen all of Clone Wars, um, because it really, I think, uh, it's it's kind of sets you up for going into Rebels. Like, oh, could these characters show up? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah, I can remember when we first got our glimpse, our first glimpse at at uh, at Captain Rex. I, that was at Star Wars Celebration, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was at Star Wars Celebration at the in 2015 at the Rebels panel. Um, yeah. yeah, we uh, I think we were kind of blew our hair back. <laughs> yeah. It was like, wait, what? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, no, he mentions you know you know, more stores on the cutting, cutting room floor. And that's definitely true. And, and for everybody that kind of responded and, and for right now, like we're all, me and Mike are just like you guys, we're just kind of awaiting, hopefully the announcement of some kind of a, hopefully an animated series in the, in the near future here. So, you know, stay tuned for that. And for all those guys, everybody that kind of emailed in and, and Daniel and, uh, Dan Webb and Martin and Tim and, and Matt and, and Ariel Phillip and Steven. And I was like, thank you guys for, you know, always, uh, kind of writing in and, and giving us stuff to talk about. And like I said, stay tuned, man. We'll see what's going on. And don't forget to jump over to, uh, faster, more intense, because I'm assuming with everybody in, in the thunder quack network, Mike, we're going to be starting to maybe hit that with some fun, yeah. You know, discussions over there, whether it be me and you or, or Kyle or Tim or whoever wants to whoever else wants to join in there. So yeah, for sure. keep on the lookout for that one until we find out what's going on with the hopefully animated series in the near future. But yeah. Anything uh, else, Mike? No, uh, that that's it. Hey, that's it, man. That is it for uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Now, mm. of course we have our clone Wars special edition. So we, we may go back and, and uh, jump back into season two and revisit that at some point, just like we did with season one. We had a little bit more of a reason for season one. Cause it was only me on yeah. those first, uh, uh, 20 ish episodes. But, um, but yeah, I mean like, let's jump back in. Let's, let's, let's go through season two at some point. Um, so it's not like we're done with the clone wars, uh, because it's star Wars. It, it gets better with age, but, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. but that is it for season seven. That's a wrap on that. That's a wrap on star Wars rebels for the time being, like you said, until we know what comes next. Um, but star Wars rebels isn't going to go anywhere. This feed's not going to go anywhere. I, I faster, more intense is going to be available on this podcast feed as well. So if you're subscribing to this, then I, I 
don't worry you don't you don't have to go anywhere i'll make sure that those episodes are showing up because it's it's just this but we're going to talk about live action star wars instead so um so yeah stay tuned for that and uh and and stay tuned for for more good star wars content from thunderquack go check out star wars the saga continues um and uh and and uh, and the thunderquack podcast for more star wars content um if uh, if you're if you're waiting on that we're probably going to take a couple weeks off um yeah, uh, sure. just cuz it's been it's been intense <laughs> really <Yeah>. since <laughs> since resistance i don't think we, i think maybe we got one week off between between resistance and clone wars was it yeah it was only a couple weeks it wasn't much so we're gonna take a couple weeks off but we'll be back soon uh with with more uh talking about the mandalorian over on faster more intense and uh uh, yeah, like I said, you'll get that in this feed. Um, but uh, of course, if you want to stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news, you can do that by heading to rebelcells.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast on Twitter and Instagram at rebelcells. And uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at the crankster, crankster with a K. Uh, and uh, you guys know we're a part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And uh, if you like what you heard, you can support us in three ways. First, go to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a rating and a review. Don't judge us too harshly on the technical issues in this episode. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> give us a nice rating yeah. over there. Help other people find the podcast. Uh, you can also go to store.thunderquack.com and pick up some merch. I did go into the store actually last weekend, update some stuff. There are some new designs, some Thunderquack-specific ones. Um, but I also went in and updated some of the existing designs so that they're available on in some new styles. So kids' clothing, um, uh, like new water bottles uh and uh face masks even uh which yeah, is very timely that. so uh if you if if that's of interest uh the canaan one and the 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 rebels phoenix both look very nice on the face mask um so uh you know feel free to rep star wars uh, sorry the rebel cells over there um uh if you want to do that store.thunderquack.com last but not least you can support us by going to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support, getting some cool rewards in the process. Thank you to everybody who does support us over there. Um, it means a lot to us. We appreciate everybody uh, who supports us on Patreon, but even just just listening, just downloading. Um, it's uh, it, 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 it all matters. It's all part of supporting the podcast, and we appreciate it. Um, share it with a friend. Uh, and uh, and 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 hit us up on social media. Talk to us about this. Uh, just because the Clone Wars is over doesn't mean that we're done talking about it forever. So, uh, yeah, hit us up. Let us know your thoughts, and uh, and and we'll be happy to interact with you as well. I. Uh, but that is it. That's it for season seven of the Clone Wars. Uh, that is it for Rebel Cells for now. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.